0: I feel like people were getting bored of me doing it. Do you know Mm. what I mean? But now everyone's doing it. Yeah. When I got on Instagram, look at the explore page. This drawing's okay. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, shit, so nervous. And they're like, yeah, come back in a year. And I'm like, I don't have a year, but yeah, fine. And I was like, oh, Mm. shit. It's like, nice one. Let's do this. Yeah. Nice to know I'm second best.
1: I'm pumped for this tattoo now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hello, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm Alex Lloyd, and this is a 21st 21st Century Tattoo. Happy days, Matt thank you for uh, thank you for agreeing to be on the podcast. You're Thanks welcome. for having us down here as well. I love the shop. thank you. how You're are welcome. you yeah good um can't complain everything's fine busy yeah
0: yeah life's all right nice yeah. that's
1: what we like to hear man. summer in it as well stuff's good yeah life is good um right how I usually start these podcasts is really beginning it with the question that was left for you from the last guest okay we'll go straight in so that was
0: if for whatever reason you weren't tattooing now and you couldn't
1: tattoo, what would you be doing?
0: Um, I'd be DJing. <laughs> okay, <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. I'd just be DJing every day. Nice. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, we were literally yeah. talking about this just yeah, before we yeah. started recording. Literally. So like, bit of house. Do you
1: do? Do you do, do much know of that? A bit of
0: everything. I've, I've I've been collecting a lot of records recently. I've got like everything from Disco to like Balearic house techno like I've, I've got quite a wide range i can i dj a bit of everything
1: yeah um yeah i just, I just love it man it's great Are you records do you collect some records yeah i've been collecting
0: a lot of records i'm actually on a ban at the moment my wife's like stopped me yeah. yeah she checked the bank account she's like what's going on she's like habit. yeah there's like a lot of packages turn up to the house she's like you've got to stop so um yeah i'm trying to stop
1: but i can't no <laughs> i love that i used to rinse I'm discogs i'm the same man i yeah. love it i absolutely love yeah. it i do it also doing like a little bit of djing i guess it just kind of stems from like a love of collecting music in it that's what it really comes mm. down to um yeah, God, yeah I, do you know what it. i think i've got like quite an obsessive personality
0: and at the moment i'm obsessed with collecting records like i literally can't stop i can't stop checking discogs Juno, everything i'm just i can't stop like i need help yeah <laughs> yeah do you have a
1: top artist or a top label um
0: nah do you know what? i don't have like a favorite as such i just it's quite like a broad range i'm collecting yeah yeah got a lot of labels i like
1: well but, not anymore you're not collecting anymore
0: i've stopped yeah but um, <laughs> yeah it's funny because like i mentioned to you earlier my wife has said like don't talk about DJing on this podcast like just try not to try not to talk about it and what was that, 20 seconds? There we and go. I'm
1: straight in. It was the oh, answer to it. a question though, so it's allowed.
0: <laughs> if you look, obviously. Yeah. I'd um, love to know how
1: many seconds I'd asked you before I went in. <laughs> five. <laughs> <laughs> um right. what what makes a successful tattoo artist, do you think? Um there's a lot of a lot of like elements to it to be
0: successful, I think. I mean, obviously you have to be good at what you do. Um but this even apart from being you know a good artist and being able to translate your art into a tattoo and making sure they heal well and the customers are happy you've got like there's so much more to it now like you've got to be busy on social media Mm. active people got to know who you are you like you have to market promote yourself um stay on topic like there's there's so much stuff to do like making sure you get repeat business and people come back to you and Word spreads that you're good. Do you know what I mean, there's so many things where you could fall at a hurdle and it'd like
1: hold you back. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, there's there's loads of shit, man. It's crazy. I mean, correct me if I'm wrong. Are you been tattooing eight? Is it eight years now? Nine years? It's probably
0: nine years. Because so I've been saying eight years for. It may be more than nine years. Mm. I always say eight years. and that has been years now.
1: Yeah. yeah. Do you think it's maybe? There's, a, there's like we just spoke about. There's more to keep on top of now than there maybe was back then. I mean, I've I've only been doing it five years, and I mm-hmm. even can see like a massive like shift to how many more tattoos there are. Yeah, how much more of a social media presence is required? And do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think it's the same
0: as every industry. Like things are always changing so quickly, especially now with like social media, the internet, and stuff. You've got to, it's hard to keep relevant. Yeah. And as you touched on earlier, there's so many more artists now. So many people are learning to tattoo and tattooing that, and there's so many shops appearing that you have to do so much more to keep yourself out there or keep busy. If you if you don't move with the times, you sort of get left behind a bit. Yeah. And it's, you know, if you're lucky enough where you're like seriously talented and your work speaks for itself, maybe you don't have to rely on that stuff so much. But for most people, you have to be the full
1: package and do everything to stay busy yeah yeah how do you manage that how can you I mean I think well, you mentioned the fact that you've got a wife I think you've got a you've got a child and maybe one on the way as well is that right yeah that's right yeah um how I mean how do you achieve that and, and kind of staying relevant and tattooing full-time and keeping a shop going and all of those things I
0: think things? I've been I've actually just been lucky I think with timing and stuff because I was lucky enough to grow a big social media platform quite early on in Instagram, whereas now it's so difficult to do that. Like, I couldn't do it again now, it would be impossible. So I was fortunate that that happened and I was busy. And I opened this shop with my business partner, Nick, about six months before the pandemic stuff kicked off. Mm -hmm. And I think we just got in there soon enough before it would have screwed us. Any later, we would have shut down. There's no way we would have made it through. So now I've kind of got a business which is pretty stable. We've got good artists working here. I've kind of slowed down on the social media side a little bit. Now I've got, you know, I'm married with a kid and have got another one on the way. My focus has kind of shifted a little bit more to like, when I'm at work, I'm at work, when I'm at home, I'm at home. Yeah. And I've kind of slowed down a little bit on the social media. But um, yeah, I think I was just very fortunate with timings and right place, right time. Things kind of slotted into place. But mm. I do think it's a lot harder now for someone starting out to try and get big, unless you've got something so niche or crazily special you know you're super lucky it's hard to do it
1: yeah there's always I feel like it's always like an element of look an element of timing all that sort of stuff I mean I would say I when I first started tattooing about five five and a half years ago you were probably the first artist that I saw probably because I think of how many views and stuff you used to get on all your videos yeah Uh, the first artist that I really saw doing whip and stipple shading, or whatever you call it, whip shading, stipple shading. Um, And I remember seeing that when I first started out. Now, I didn't really remember seeing many other people in the UK doing that. So I guess what I wanted to say, maybe you kind of, you just banging those videos up. Obviously you hit such a, like a a right niche and a right time on social media. How did that style itself come about was that something that you kind of decided to do or did it just kind of evolve naturally
0: do you know what it's a good question i think i remember when i was doing it and i there were certain techniques that i was struggling with and i was really trying to learn and you know you're always asking people around you and she's like how do you do this how do you that and it's kind of like just figure it out for yourself do you know what i mean like people give you little tips but only you can learn it do you know what mm. i mean so I was playing about with different machines and techniques and that just kind of naturally evolved a little bit. And I remember putting up a what you'd call now like a process video, or like a reel before reels were a thing. Exactly. Um, and I remember putting it up and thinking like, I'm going to get so much shit for this. Because the studio that I was at at the time, there was 21 artists. It was a massive studio. Everyone was fucking really like a high caliber of tattooist. Um, and they'd been tattooing a long time you didn't put up process videos that was just like a like you don't do that but I did it and I was like I'm gonna get ripped to shit which I did but that, By then, that first process video got you know like a lot of views at the time so I was like okay this is good so I did another one and that got even more and suddenly my Instagram just went crazy like the followers are coming in questions about how I was doing it I was thinking like People are asking me how I'm doing this. I I've only seeing, just figured it out myself. I don't fucking know. I, I just, remember seeing it. Yeah, I was just thinking, like, it was just, it, it just naturally kind of happened. Um, and you're right, at the time, I didn't see anyone else doing anything. There wasn't even any process videos or anything, it wasn't a thing. But now that is basically what a real is, I suppose, in a way. Like, people are doing, you know, pe- peeling the stencil off or like Sharpie and, and tattoo, and that's just now a thing. So I think it, yeah, it was just right place, right time. Mm. Yeah, and it kind of just, it was quite, it happened naturally, do you know what I mean? But I wouldn't be able to recreate that again now. Yeah, Yeah. well, you never know. And now I don't ever post those kind of videos because I'm kind of sick of it. Like, I I know how to do it. I've got what I needed. It doesn't, I feel like people were getting bored of me doing it. Do you know what Mm. I mean? But now everyone's doing it. Yeah. When I go on Instagram, look at the Explore page. It's just loads of people, close-ups of line work and I do, I get it. Like if you're a client or you're not you're not a tattooer, or maybe even if you are a tattooer, it is interesting seeing something made. It's like when you watch videos of people doing carpentry or building like resin desks or you know all this like how to like those videos you see on facebook where people are making stuff yeah clay pots whatever it's like it's well fun to watch so well, i do get it but now i'm like i can't keep doing those videos i need to do something else yeah i and, remember um,
1: following sickies at primary school and watching. do you ever remember that how it's made it used to be on like yeah, discovery yeah, channel yeah, yeah. in the middle of the day on yeah, sky yeah. and i remember watching those yeah it's it is gripping and yeah. that's i think that's the whole premise of tiktok isn't it to be able to kind of get yeah. insight and see all of this stuff yeah totally um So you obviously, you got onto that and and kind of um, tapped into that human desire to see the process, you know? Um, Why is it then, do you think, because that that surprises me, or maybe it doesn't. I mean, why do you think that maybe you were either discouraged or probably kind of taking the mick out of for posting that stuff at the time? I think because no one else was doing it. It was, I don't know why it was frowned upon. It's
0: just like, you just, you just didn't do it. Like... Everything's secretive, not you're not supposed to tell people how you do your magic tricks and stuff. Do you know what I mean? Like how mm. te- like you don't share technique because it's like a closed industry. So I kind of get it, but I don't know. I just you know I was just like, fuck it, I'm just gonna do it. Did it. And it is what it is. And it's do you know what I mean? Yeah. But you can the thing is now you could go on YouTube and type in how do I do an outline, how do I do a shade with a mag, how do I stipple how do I do a stencil? And there's going to be some video somewhere of someone showing you how to do it. Yeah. It's the internet. Do you know what I mean? So if I didn't do it, someone else would have done it. And I don't feel like I was giving away massive industry secrets. Do you know what I mean? It was like, I was just running my machine slow with a tight needle. It's not rocket science. But yeah, I was getting like tons of messages daily. Like it was crazy. Maybe like 30, 40 messages a day. Like, how'd you do this? What needle size? It was like, I couldn't keep up with it. Do you know what I mean? So yeah, gradually over time
1: it has stopped kind of, yeah, doing those videos, I guess. Yeah. Well, you're obviously breaking the mould and I guess that's what is quite nice to see. I think tattooing in its nature is, I don't know whether it necessarily is still quite gatekept and maybe, you know, the uh, the thought of kind of... Um,
0: I don't know if it is anymore. No. I think it's... I think it used to the be. The industry's grown so big. There's so many people doing it. And as Instagram's come along... You know, YouTube, TikTok, it's just, it, you can't contain it. It's just diluted and massive. You can get information anywhere.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, it was, yeah, it's just the way it is. It's, it's the same with anything. Yeah. You could go on the internet and learn it kind of anything you want to, you know, you might not be amazing at it, but if you wanted to learn how to sail or fucking tie knots or whatever it is, you know what yeah. I mean? You could do it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, you have to just move with the times, I guess. 100%. It's, it's good because if you... I remember when I was younger and I wanted to learn to tattoo and it was so frustrating because it was just... It, it felt impossible. Like, you couldn't buy a book on it. There was nothing on the internet about it. If you went into a tattoo shop and said, I want an apprenticeship, they would just be like, no. Like, I'm, you know, it was quite like a family sort of thing. They're like, oh, my son's going to do the apprenticeship or it was just one family in the yeah, shop. It's or, or it was intimidating they would just laugh you at the shop. Mm. Whereas now, like you can just buy a tattoo kit and then you just open your own shop. <laughs> do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I don't know. Just, yeah, 100. Just the way it and is. and yeah. that's the question now, Is it for the better now? Or do you know what I mean? Uh, there's, I think there's pros and cons of both. I totally get why people hate the way it's gone. Like I completely understand it. And there's a little bit of me that feels the same, but I'm like a bit, the end of that where they've been in it for years. Like I've only been tattooing nine years. So the people that have been tattooing longer than that I can see how frustrating it is that like people are just coming coming up so quick, mm. learning online, learning at home, no apprenticeship, no experience. Get a shot, get busy, Insta famous or TikTok, and yeah. like I can I can see why that's annoying. And you're eating from their bowl, you're taking their clients. It's, in a way, that's how they see it. But on the flip side, if you want something, you can, and you try hard enough, you can just learn it for yourself, mm. and you have all the information. So there's no excuse why you can't do it. Like if someone's like, oh, I can't figure out this or I can't do that or why is it so hard it's like man it's never been so easy it couldn't be easier yeah. like it's so fucking easy oh man I honestly couldn't agree it's, more so it's just like just quit like making excuses and do it if you can't do it there's something wrong with you mm. seriously uh, 100% I, you know I mean? genuinely so it's yeah it's, it's like there's two sides of it just try and stay neutral and enjoy it all mm.
1: you know I mean I'm so glad you feel like that as well because yeah. I've seen people come up in the industry and then moan that they're not getting any bookings and it's like pull your finger out and like, you're obviously not committed to it. Yeah, Uh, You're obviously not passionate about it because I think talent and passion shines through. Of course it does. People aren't stupid and, and clients can see that, you know, they can see the passion, they can see it in the work. And I understand that old school mentality and I respect it because for for people who have dedicated their life for so many years, I completely get it. Um, But then also like, stay in your own lane and your only competition is yourself you know you should yeah. um so yeah it's two sides of the coin and i guess that's yeah. one of the kind of, one of the kind of themes i'm trying to explore with this podcast is trying to understand you know like is it moving in the right direction for the better and and i think it's always going to be a split opinion you know yeah so let's pull it back and, and maybe kind of explain to me a little bit cause I've got so many questions just as a fan of your work anyway, just yeah. you, I went to uni over in, I'm from up North, but I went to uni over in Guildford way. And I believe you're okay. from kind of that direction. Yeah. Talk sorry. to me about your journey into tattooing, how that began. Okay. okay. So I always had an, not always, I wasn't born with
0: an interest, but from sort of, I guess, early teens, I was interested in tattooing. I thought it was cool. Like back then, not, as many people were tattooed, if you saw someone walking down the street with a neck or hand tattoo, you'd be like, they're fucking nutter. Mm. Like, look at that nutter. Oh my God, like, he's, he's crazy hard. Do you know what I mean? Or she's bonkers. It was like that. Yeah. Whereas now you just, everyone in London's walking past you with tattoos. You, you, it's not really a thing. But back then it was like, you're on a different side. Like, you're out there. Yeah. And uh, Because
1: it was so frowned upon.
0: Yeah, that, and it was kind of like a bit more of an outlaw thing. Like you were either like a criminal or just so cool you didn't give a shit. Yeah, I don't know. There was, I don't know what the reasons were, but it, was, it wasn't it was as popular. So it was different and it was interesting. So I always thought they were cool. And um, I used to meet up with a friend of mine. We would like sketch in my bedroom and draw and like, we had no reference books. This was like pre-internet. There wasn't anything to like, you know, look at and compare to. It was just, shit drawings you know Mm. and then we kind of grew up together he he went did his own thing i did mine and i think i'd been i was a hairdresser for seven years so i'd been doing that that was going really well i was doing a lot of like the creative stuff like you know photo shoots and campaigns and stuff Mm. um And a friend of mine had said, like, oh, the the guy's name was Glenn. He's a tattooist as well, Glenn Carlos. Like, Glenn's um, learning to tattoo. His his sister's boyfriend has got a tattoo machine and Glenn's learning to tattoo in their flat. So I was like, fuck, I need to get in on this. So I called Glenn. I was like, man, I've got to come and do a tattoo. Like, what's going on? So I went round and I think he let me tattoo myself. And I did, like, one of the worst tattoos I've probably you've ever seen Jimmy. Well, that's the first thing I want to see. Man, nah, I would show it's literally right next to my balls. Right, okay. Um, Even and I haven't shaved my boobs. Um <laughs> it's, it's a really bad tattoo. It okay. sucks. Anyway, so, um, yeah, my hand was like shaking all over the place, like no depth control, Needle was hanging out like this far, as far as it could, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Straight in. Like, like socky tattoos. Yeah, as, far as like I'm not dead. You know, it was really bad. But yeah. Anyway, And then I think I tattooed Glenn and he tattooed me and we were just meeting up maybe once or twice a week, you know, tattooing each other. And then, so I was hairdressing at the time. He, he was an electrician. He quit that, got an apprenticeship at one, like the only good place in the sort of local kind of town, which was Mm. in Chertsey, Mm. near Ottershaw. Yeah, yeah, I know Chertsey, Yeah. yeah. Anyway, and the lady that he worked for was like, she cracked the whip. She was like really hard and he was struggling a little bit, but. I was always jealous of his stories. Like he was in the tattoo shop and these cool tattoos were coming in. So I quit the hairdressing, tried to find a job as a tattooist. Well, as an apprentice, obviously I couldn't find one. I think I've spent a year searching. I'd gone to every shop in Surrey, like every shop. Everyone's just like, no, straight away. Um. So I was cutting Why? hair. Why was that to think My drawings are awful. Do you know what I mean? Going okay. there like, with like two portfolios, just, just crap. You know what I mean? I'd show them, they'd be like, this drawing's okay. This drawing's okay. You yeah. know what I'm saying? They're like, oh, shit, I'm so nervous. Yeah. And they're like, yeah, come back in a year. And I'm like, I don't have a year, but yeah, fine. Then I was like, not I was going to die or anything. I just couldn't afford it. Yeah, yeah, I, yeah. And I was like, like, I want to, I was, to now. I was just cutting my mate's hair at home for like 20, a score each time. And then that's all I was doing. I was just drawing, cutting a bit of hair, drawing. Anyway, a year passed, finally found a job as a cleaner in a tattoo shop I was there a month and um, yeah about a month in this girl walked in and she's like oh yeah I'm looking for a job as an apprentice or whatever and she was quite good looking and the owner who was married with kids and stuff I like, looked at her and I could just see he was like loving it Do you know I mean yeah. he fired me the next day right. she was the apprentice <laughs> <laughs> he's actually married to her now he got a divorce mate, really so, so you pay. can't hold it against yeah. him then I guess uh, yeah Anyway, so that that was that. At this point, my mate Glenn had moved to another shop. He'd, things hadn't worked out in the shop in Chertsey, and he was in Tollworth near Kingston. Yeah. This shop was bad. Yeah. It was literally just like an empty shop on the side of the A3. Nothing in it. Like, the toilet was out in the car park. It's, it was pretty bad. Yeah. I got my but hair cut was, in
1: Tollworth, actually. Shout yeah. out to Smokey Barbers,
0: <laughs> Smokeys. <laughs> Yeah, this shop was terrible. Probably the, one of the worst shops that I've ever seen. But the guy that owned it was actually... He was really sound and he had a few shops and he's passed away now, so I won't speak ill of him. Hmm. But the shop was bad. Right. And no one worked there except for Glenn. He was only... You know, he had like two years' experience as an apprentice and he was like kind of running the shop. Hmm. So I got in there Glenn and I was tattooing once a week and they—they they the, the tattoos sucked. So I went about everything completely the wrong way. And then... Maybe six months later, it's a long story, so I'm going to go into it, but I managed to blag my way into a shop in Soho. A new tattoo shop had opened, um, and I was going to be the apprentice there. So I was super buzzing. And then about four weeks before I was supposed to start the apprenticeship, the owner of the shop stopped calling me back. It went dead, and I was like, I've been dropped. Like, But I'm not having it. Like, yeah. like, this, is my, this is the best opportunity I'll ever get. I'm not being ghosted. So I just turned up for my first day at work to if everything was fine. But I'd clearly like, they weren't getting it back to me. Yeah. Man, it was so awkward. Like, I turned I up. We'd agree, there but- was another apprentice there, their first day, that was, you know, better at me than drawing. Oh shit. And the manager and I just turned up and they were like, when they when they saw my face, oh it was a picture. They were gobsmacked. And I knew it, but I just played dumb, but man, it was like the worst thing in the world. It's like, I don't know, turning up to like a date, but you're not invited. It was so bad, I can't explain how bad it was. Balls on you for doing yeah, that. Yeah. yeah and my balls were swelling it was so bad I like walked in there and I was like fuck this is so awkward yeah. anyway what did you think was going to happen though I mean like part of me thought I'd get there and the shop wasn't even like it shut down it wasn't even open oh, okay. like maybe they just it would fallen through or something but as soon as I walked up the street and I saw and it was like the door was open I was like oh fuck here we go Yeah. and they were in there just bowled in as if like everything was fine they were like what are you doing <laughs> it's like hey it's my first day oh man it sucked but anyway I got through it oh so they what
1: was the conversation? There? I think they like...
0: felt so bad for me that they just let me stay there. And I think they were behind closed doors, they were probably like, What the fuck are you gonna do with this guy? Like this guy's crazy. Yeah. Anyway, they I went back for a second day and they, they liked me in the end. And I was there for two years. So I went I did my apprenticeship there and then started tattooing. Yeah. All good. Um Yeah, and then I left there, went to the family business. Yeah. Um, and that was like the first that was probably the biggest thing for me because that was a shop that I'd like known about since, you know, f- four years before when I like, I wasn't even tattooing. I was just, I remember buying a book at Waterstones, a family business book of, with Mo, the owner and stuff. And it was like such a cool book. I was like, that place is like top. Do you know what I mean? So then to then get a job there, I was like sick.
1: Hmm. So
0: that was a big moment for me. Um, and yeah, I was there for four years, learned an insane amount. Like the... From day one there, like my ability, like technically, like my ability improved so much and my yeah. speed, like everything, even just like the way they work, price, like it was, it was just like an insane amount of knowledge in that place. So that just like bumped me up massively. Yeah, I was there for four years and then opened this place with my business partner, Nick. I think th- almost three years ago.
1: Mm.
0: And that's, yeah, that's pretty much how it happened. And the rest is They're, history. The rest of history. There's a few like hiccups along the way and, you know, it's crazy stuff that happened. Yeah.
1: But, um, yeah, that's basically it in a nutshell. I think it's, yeah. there's like a recurring theme throughout that of like your kind of determination to kind yeah. of just I'm like, tattooing. Yeah. Well, it, do you know what's
0: interesting? Is my, my friend Glenn, he's, he's a really good artist and he's doing really well now. And I remember him saying to me, he's like, man, you've got to have such thick skin for this because like everyone around us is dropping like flies because there's people that we'd like networked with and become friends with or loosely chatted to that were also apprentices or were working as cleaners in shops or they were new to tattooing mm. and all of them were like quitting and having breakdowns and couldn't handle it and like, you know, having shit go on. They were just like dropping around us and we were just battling through it. And we just kept like, you know, fucking tattoos up and, scratching on each other's legs getting fired from shops and stuff and we're like what are we doing like yeah. do you know what I mean like is this worth it and we just kept pushing and pushing and yeah got there in the end just didn't just
1: didn't back down didn't say no yeah did you but- have like you must have had like the thing is at that stage there must have been a thought thinking like and as is the case with anyone starting anything new am I good enough am I going to improve blah 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 um, i still who- thinking that now <laughs> <laughs> like who was there was there any one or any particular you obviously mentioned the family business and you must have learned so much there was there any one or any particular studio that was like that goal in the distance that you were kind of working towards that kind of kept you motivated thinking you know I'll stick this out and I will improve
0: yeah i mean there's been a few people that have like kind of really helped me off looked up to and tried to like you know i've learned a lot of, I learned a lot off them and tried to kind of get to where they are one was the guy called mike boyd who's now, I think he works at Red Point in London. He's he's really fucking good. It's a completely different style to what I do, but he's just a really sound guy, had a lot of knowledge. So he really helped me. And then when I went to the family business, I mean, there's a, a fucking, a lot of good artists and the work that they were doing was what I aspired to do or what I loved. It was like, different variations on traditional basically like fine line
1: they classic. are quite uh, yeah quite, is it quite an old school traditional sort of studio
0: kind of i mean there, there was people there doing like geometric stuff and realism and you know all, there was all kind of artists in there but that was the work that i really loved mm. um there's a guy called Gianluca Fusco i think he's at modern classic now man he's so sick of tattooing when you watch him tattoo he's got like it's like he's stylish when he tattoos. When you watch him, he's like, his hand movements the way he tattoos is sick. I just, yeah. just watching him. Like, <laughs> pulling all that light. Yeah, he's just, and he's fast, but like neat, tidy, like really nice work. Yeah. So I used to, yeah, just literally just watch him and just like just copy everything he was doing, like mm. every technique, like note it down, practice it. And so I learned shitloads of him. and All of the guys there, to be honest, there wasn't one person there that wasn't cool. I mean, they're all great. But yeah, definitely Fisco was there big help to me yeah yeah and then and and even like here now we've got like some really good artists I'm still you know I'm learning stuff
1: off them tell me about who you've got working here now then
0: so we've got I think there's seven of us at the moment um soon to be eight we've got um a girl called Lucy joining us in Mm. November um
1: who've we got to kind of cover so all bases in terms of styles. You, yeah, what do you much. look for and how do you kind of what do you look for in your artists? Do, do they approach you? Have you kind of approached other people or have you advertised? How does that work? Okay, so when we
0: first opened, it was just myself, my business partner, and a girl called Naomi. So it was three of us. And when we started out, we were like, do you know what? We, three people is enough to keep, to keep us running. We won't go under, we're making some money we'll just see what happens. We're not going to advertise just yet. We'll just see if anyone comes along. And we were super lucky. Within like six months, we had like a full full team of like really good people. So we couldn't believe our luck. Um, Over the years, we've lost people. We've gained people, you know, the dynamic changes and stuff. And I think that's just part of owning a studio. But um, we try and... Yeah, it's it's tricky employing people because there's so many things that you look for but not everyone has those qualities. Do you know what Mm -hmm. I mean? It's, It's rare to find someone that ticks every box, but there's a few boxes that are super important. Like you need to be good with your clients. You need to be punctual, you know, turn up. You're not getting complaints. People love you. They want to read books. Like that's so important. The work's got to be clean. You've got to be tidy, hygienic, all these things. But, yeah, it's, it's, hard. it's hard. I mean, we we put out a, a, um, an advert recently looking for a new artist and we've got so many, like, really good applicants that it was actually hard to decide, you know, who to go with or who to interview. So yeah. we're about to start an interview process now. Um, Is that how you found, was it Lucy? Lucy, actually... So I met Lucy... How did I meet Lucy? I think I met her at a convention, maybe. Um, and then... She also does a podcast, did her podcast. And then she's done like m- multiple guest spots here and now mm. she wants to come work here part-time. Nice. Yeah, and she's really sound. So that's Sweet. good. Um don't know if I've missed anything from that question. I can't remember what the question was now. No, no, no. I
1: was <laughs> just, just, just rambling. No, no, not at all. Just, yeah, how, kind of how you, how you kind of have managed to yeah. to get these Because an, another point I want to it, yeah, get across is something
0: that I found tricky when you own a shop is that At the moment, it seems to be the most popular style seems to just be fine line, black and grey, just fucking popular, like everyone wants it. All the walk-ins is that it's rare someone comes in for like a big colour piece. I mean, it's it's small black work. Mm. And that seems to be what most people are doing. But we were quite mindful, we didn't want to end up with a shop where just everyone was doing that style because it's quite hard to get back out of that again. And if the start, you know, if popularity changes or styles change and you've got everyone that can only do one style and there's eight of you in the same room doing it, yeah. it could cause issues. And then, you you know, you're competing with each other and stuff. So we've tried to break that up. We've got a few guys that do really good traditional, we've got a guy that does geometrics, yeah. you know, two guys do realism. We try to keep it a bit more, a bit of everything going on. Um, What about yeah.
1: your, what about like your specific style, like... Um, have you ever kind of played around with other bits or have you kind of always known that that was your kind of look? And I guess, like you said, you were, you kind of like resonated with the more traditional sort of aspects. What would you actually define yeah. it as? I don't really know. It kind of just evolves
0: and changes all the time, to be honest. Like, I tend to... It's probably the, the obsessive part of me. Same with, like, the record collecting. Like, I get really into something mm. and then I will see something else and I get really into that. So... I, like, focus on one style that I love. And yeah. Then like, oh, that's kind of cool. And then I'll go that way for a bit. And then I'm like, that way. And then it's like, oh, and then, do you know what I mean? But, like, this isn't, like, every week. This is, like, every, like, three, four, five years. Do
1: you know what I mean? i am like, yeah. that's sick. And then go and that way. And it's
0: subconscious as well. Yeah, and it's, like, it's never planned. I'll never be like, right, I'm going to sit out. I'm going to do that. It just naturally happens, I guess. I, I think
1: I remember when I first started seeing your stuff about five years ago, it was the kind of your very specifically styled roses. Yeah. Had that kind of closed head with the open. Yeah. Were you doing them? You were kind of doing bits and pieces freehand at some point as well? I probably was, yeah. 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 So that's kind of what I... And then, like, that in itself as a style, I think I was talking to the last couple of guests about, like it's very hard to actually pinpoint what the style is, yeah. but it kind of shows through in the line, the style of the line yeah. work and the shading. Yeah. Um, and you know when it's a certain artist's piece, you know? Yeah. I guess that would, would, be, would be what would be cool for people to actually recognise a piece on the street and go, oh, that's yeah. no, not stopped. Well. I love it when that happens. Sometimes a client will come in and be
0: like, oh, you know, I was out at this bar or wherever it was on holiday and someone saw my tattoo and they knew it was you. And I'm like, yeah, that is sick. Yeah. And that's really cool. I yeah. love that. It's so yeah, good. Yeah. Happen, I had a friend that went to Bali, which is pretty far away, isn't it? And he was like, Yeah, this guy came up to me He was like, Oh, did Matt do that? And I was like, Yeah, sick. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I like that. But yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't really, I don't know what my style is because it kind of changes. And I do a bit, I don't just stick to one thing. I like to do a little bit of everything, kind of. But mm. as long as it's clean and the client's happy, then, you know,
1: that's yeah. good enough for me. Yeah. That's the aim, isn't it? At yeah, the end yeah, of the just day. Just try and make it super neat and look nice and good so there you go i mean that was a question i kind of wanted to ask you really is like what do you think is the most important aspect of tattooing and i mean for me personally i guess yeah it's making sure that you give the client what they want i guess so, i don't know whether you guys i get so many like you know they, there's always the repeat questions that clients always ask yeah it's always like where's the most painful place to get a tattooed yeah and one of the other ones is like um do you ever get anyone that doesn't like the tattoo or like the design? Yeah. And it's like, I think I actually prioritise that as one of the most important things, of course, because yeah. it's so permanent is making sure that the client is happy. Yeah. With the service, which is obviously so important and the piece in, in general, you know, Yeah. how do you go about kind of that, that process of kind of, do you, is a lot of your stuff custom work or is it flash and are you working, working on like, how does that work? Um,
0: mine's a mixture really I mean I, I collect a lot of reference books I mean I've got like a lot so when I check an email and I see what I've got booked in that morning wherever it is a you know a wolf head or something for mm. like 20 books at home we'll just look at all the wolf heads get them all out take little bits from each that I think are cool that will work and just kind of make a new one Frankenstein and then just redraw the top of it and make it a bit more like in my style so I'm taking all the best elements that I can to make so I know it's going to work do you know mm. what I mean but um. So Is that the main references?
1: Then it's actually more physical books as
0: opposed to yeah. I mean, it's not always books. I mean, sometimes it depends. If you know certain things like flowers and stuff, you can just draw them freehand. But yeah, I do. I have got a lot of reference books, which I find super useful. Mm. Yeah, I think when it comes to like keeping the clients happy and making sure that they they love the service and they love the tattoo, the most important thing and the best advice that I would have is that. You're constantly asking questions. Because if you keep asking people stuff, you you can't really get it wrong. Mm. If you if you don't speak to someone, you slap the, the stencil and just go for it. At the end, it's like gonna be a bit of a shock to them because they don't really know what's going on or what's what's happening. Yeah. Whereas like if you're like, you know, I'm thinking of doing this here, like what are your thoughts on that? And we should try this and do that, and now I'm gonna do this, and how would you like that? there's, there's nothing can go wrong. It's foolproof because you've like nailed every step. You know exactly what's going on. You're like, not you're in control, but you, yeah, you are in control of the situation and and they're part of it as well. The client, Mm. when you, you know, if you, if you don't ask stuff, you're fucked. You know what I mean? Actually, I learned that from hairdressing because when I first learned to cut hair, I was so shy back then. And I was overthinking the haircuts so much. I wasn't asking any questions and I was just like, I remember I cut this old lady's hair. She was a really cute old lady. And I just made her look like an old man. And I remember <laughs> just like... We shaved it all off. Yeah, I just got so into it. And I just, I wasn't even looking at her face anymore. I was just staring at her little bald head. And I'd like cut it so short. And then I remember like looking at my mate and he was tears laughing. And then I got the giggles and then I was looking in the mirror thinking, oh, fuck. I had to go to the staff room and just like cool off. What and was she doing? She couldn't see much because, you know what I mean? Oh, right. But man, I... She didn't have my glasses on yeah she didn't have the glasses <laughs> on, but man this haircut was so bad oh my yeah where well, you live and you learn yeah and then from there i was like i need to ask questions more do you know what i mean but yeah it was a mixture of being shy nervous overthinking the haircut mm. just you, you just like evolve and learn do you know what i mean and now like yeah i just make sure i know
1: exactly what i'm doing with the client and that they they're part of the process and then yeah, yeah. you're fine do you draw yeah. on the day or do you send them designs before um, i draw on the day yeah. yeah, I also draw on a day. Yeah. A lot of people are like, "What? Nah, that's the way forward." Dep- well, it depends on the style. Have you always done that? Um,
0: no, I didn't. Used to. It's actually when I, I was working at the family business, and I was about a year in, and I was so slow. Like everyone there was like, "Man, you 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 need to speed up. Like you're taking the piss, kind of thing." Mm. I was like, "What well, does it matter? Like if I'm slow, but it's really neat, then it's it's all good." So I was always trying like get faster and faster. But I was like, I just couldn't get fast I don't know why it just felt like it was taking ages it's funny because now I look back like now I'm I'm quick at tattooing like I'm really fast but it took me years to get that quick like I suppose as you buy new machines and you learn techniques it just naturally yeah. happens I but mean it's, it's like, a talking thing, about it's like nine years do you know what I mean it's experience um, yeah. I've been at the family business about a year and I I was drawing every night and mm. I was really slow and I was just getting literally zero sleep stressing myself out and the guy that I used to work with was like man just Fucking draw it like five minutes before. I was like, I cannot do that. Mm. Like I can't literally do it. And he's like, do it. And it'll be really hard for like two weeks. And then you'll get quick, like you're getting quick at tattooing. And then you just you'll be cool with it.
1: Mm.
0: So I was like, all right, I can't give myself five minutes. I'll come in half an hour before the client and get some prep work. And then when they get here, I'll draw it. And I remember the first few weeks, the client was waiting like an hour out the front where I was like frantically drawing, like, ah, this isn't gonna work. And then you get quicker and quicker and now Oh yeah, I usually, I'll do a little bit of prep work first, but when the client comes in, I'm like, this is what I'm thinking, you know, or what do you want? And I'll go and I can get it done. Yeah. And that works best for me. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, it took, it took a while to, it doesn't happen overnight. You learn it and you practice it and you adapt. Yeah. You know I mean, it's not. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I okay, guess so all a lot of it is, it does depend on your style. These yeah. big. Yeah, of course big black and grey realism pieces or like these super conceptual like yeah. geometric elements and stuff. Yeah. I kind of do a little bit of both, but I am now so used to drawing certain things that I can just yeah. kind of do those bits. And I would like to say quite well and quite efficiently. Yeah. Um I also I feel like I act quite quite well under pressure. Yeah. But the client, there has been so many occasions where I've drawn stuff up the night before and that they've not that they've not been happy with it, but that they've if you're booking so far in advance, they've had so much time to sit on the piece that as soon as I show them, they're like, oh yeah, I've changed my mind yeah. now. And I actually don't want that element. And I'm like, right, well, I'd rather put that time into, you know what I mean? You can use that time wisely with other stuff. And, and actually, as soon as you meet someone, you vibe off them, you see the other work they've got on them. You get a feel yeah. for what they're after. And as long as you can kind of, yeah, create something. Yeah.
0: I would never send out a drawing now never no. it comes back to bite you every time doesn't it i know it like you're saying this there's, there's certain styles where it's completely different realistic black and gray japanese bodies big work you know geometry and stuff fair enough but predominantly i'm doing like palm size or like forearm size pieces mm. i can draw them quite quick when you send that to somebody and they stare at it. They're like, yeah. yeah, this is cool. And then they show like their mate. And their, their mate's like,
1: and their oh, and- yeah."
0: you sure you wanted the claws like that? And they're like, oh yeah, maybe I don't. Can you change the claws to paws? And then you do that. And then they like show their cousin. The cousin's like, oh man, like you want the beak like that? And then you change the beak to a little snout. And then suddenly you've got this like crazy Frankenstein pig monster. It's just yeah. like horrible. Yeah. And they're and DMing
1: then, you at like 11 yeah. o'clock at night. Yeah. It's no. the
0: worst. And then you, you put the stencil on. You're like, I can't believe I'm tattooing this. It looks like it's horrible like, mm. like, I can't do it so yeah never again I'm not sending out designs um, I am Unless with, I'm with you on that one I do I would make an exception if I was doing a, you know a really big tattoo or a person was so nervous and they've been in for multiple consultations maybe it's different or it's a friend but you know usually like I feel like I've been tattooing long enough where people trust me I've got enough experience and confidence to just draw it on the day get it right make amendments for them and just do it
1: yeah I agree Yeah, I'm definitely all for that. Yeah. What single project, this is a question I want to kind of really ask you, what would you say, what single project in your career or in your life, a single moment or a project do you feel has been your, maybe your most significant accomplishment to date? Wow, that's a good question.
0: I don't... Do you know what? I don't know. I don't ever really dwell on stuff or, like, think about something. Yeah, you smashed that. That's sick. I just, like, do it and move on to the next thing. Hmm. Like, I'm always wanting more and thinking about what I can do next and what can excite me next. I never really look back and think, oh yeah, look at this trophy. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. I don't ever do that. Not that I have any trophies. Yeah. I wish well, I did. So I'd be out. looking at them. Is that yours? Um, no, that's oh, actually, okay. had it, yeah, that's, they've got an artist here called Jack Wood. He was our apprentice. Mm. And um, the first year we opened, that was his prize for being employee of the year. Nice. Because he, he went through it. You we know, terrorised him a lot. So he, he was about to leave, so we had to give him something to keep him, you know what I mean? Mm. Yeah. Um, but no, there's, there, is, there isn't a single moment where th- in in my career where I think, yeah, that was d- a defining moment, or you smashed it, or that was really cool, or anything. It's just what I can not really remember much. <laughs> but life in general, life in general, surely. Open I mean, the there shop. is yeah, there is points like I think, kind of first getting into Soho in a tattoo shop was like a big moment, and then the family getting into the family business was another big moment. And then opening the shop was a big moment. Mm. So they're probably the three, like, milestones where, like, they, I felt like, fuck, like, something's actually happening. Or, like, especially when I got into the family business, because I think because I'd, like, yeah, like, looked up to that shop and it, it felt, like, unachievable. Like, it was, like, a, a whole different part of the industry that I didn't know about. I didn't know any other tattooists that were, mm. like, really, you know, top caliber. To suddenly get a job there was, like just felt mental it's Mm. like yeah i've never been while buzzing about that
1: how do you how do you feel maybe having children getting married did that affect tattooing your career yeah yeah because i what does
0: your partner do i didn't plan it like this but i actually got married had a kid and opened the studio all in the same year right yeah that's a lot it was quite a lot to do. And I think I moved house as well, bought a house. Mm. So yeah, it was a lot of shit going on. You bought the shop, you bought the house. Yeah, we got the, got the shop, bought a house with my wife. She got pregnant, we got married, moved out of London back to Surrey. Loads of stuff was happening. So that was pretty crazy. But I, I don't know, you kind of just get on with it. Do you know what I mean? just adapt, Like there's loads of stuff happening, but... You just work through it until you're, you're, you're good again. Yeah. But having a kid definitely, when Elwood was born, he didn't sleep good for the first maybe like six six months, I think it was. It, it felt like forever. Mm. He's waking up like six, maybe eight times a night. Fucking hell. And um, yeah, it was draining. So I was like a zombie at work, man. And I didn't, I because we'd just opened the shop. I think I took like one week off work when he was born and then I came straight back, said so much to do. And, um, yeah, I think that was the point where I probably stopped using Instagram as much because I just, I couldn't mentally take it. And then ever since that moment, I was like, I don't actually need Instagram. Like, cause I used to be obsessed with it. I used to be like, check it daily, hmm. you know, like flicking through it, liking everyone's pictures, nice comments and stuff. Once he was born, I was like, I can't even fucking look at the work. Like I just need to get to work, get the toes done, get some sleep. Yeah. And then gradually I was like, do you know what? It's not actually important. Like it, it's useful for work and it's, you know, you want to show people what you're doing, but I don't have to be so like crazy on it. So mm-hmm. now like I've probably gone completely 180 the other way where like a, there's days where I don't check it. So I need to start getting back into that swing. But now I have another, have a baby in September. So wish me luck. Yeah, man. <laughs> yeah. you feel ready? Are you prepared? Um, I think I'll make it through. I think I'll be okay.
1: mm you, you might not might really good. like this might be this great. one might sleep all the way through and you know, you might get a load of time. Yeah, it might be fine. A, we'll see, yeah. <laughs> um no, I'm looking forward to it, it'd be cute. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah nice. And what does your partner do? I think I've seen I've seen you guys I mean I was at Brighton Tattoo Convention, I think you kind of came over and had a chat with Tyler when she was doing my armpit. I think I didn't
0: like, realise that was you.
1: That was me. Yeah, <laughs> I was there. Okay, yeah, yeah. Um and yeah, I've seen you guys kind of around. What does yeah. she
0: do? She's a jeweller.
1: Nice. Yeah. You probably can't see on the
0: camera, but that's her stuff in the. Uh, yeah,
1: we, also, we can show that on YouTube, definitely. That'd
0: be great. Yeah, so she makes jewellery. Um, she's doing really well. She's busy. Mm. Based over yeah, this way or stuff. back over towards where you live? Um, so she, we have like a setup at home. She has like her own, I guess, workshop where she makes stuff. Mm. She comes into London quite often to hand garden to buy, I don't know, metals and bits and pieces,
1: diamonds oh, nice. and stuff. But yeah, she's smashing it. Yeah, see. Yeah. Understands that kind of self employed, like is she quite yeah. business minded? No, she
0: um she actually does like handles my diaries, she does all my bookings. Mm. She's she's really good. She worked here for a little while as well, so she's Oh nice. She's kind of the boss really. Yeah. Yeah. She's the brain. I'm
1: the brawn yeah why not yeah <laughs> we'll go oh, with that yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah 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 that's yeah. what it's about <laughs> so i don't know how you whether you could do this job i mean my partner really like we own the business together we own the shop together and like she's got more of a business background as opposed to tattooing but she does a lot of the elements that i just cannot do and associate so yeah. shit with for example all of the emails and the admin which is just like you know is just a is like a another job on its own yeah um but yeah, it's so cool. Like, and still, she obviously shares that kind of creative, creative yeah. side as well. I've seen that you've been creating some quite unique vans. Um, talk to me about mm. how you got into that. That. Do you know what? I haven't actually done any for a while, but mm.
0: I have to put my hands up and own up. And I think I saw. I'm trying to think who it was that did it. It was an American tattooist, and he did these pair of vans slip-ons. It was sick. He'd like biro all over them they were crazy Mm. I saw it I was like I need to do that right now I think I bought vans that day during them Um, and it got a good reception on on Instagram so I did a few more and then I'm not saying I started a trend because it's the same as the stipple thing like it's just the way it is but then all of a sudden my whole like explore page was just vans so then I stopped doing it Mm. (laughs) I don't know why it's like you know when you get into something and then it's it's not the floor yeah, it's not. I'm not saying it's not cool anymore. Like, it's it's kind of like you know, you, you hear a song and you love it and you listen to it all the time till you rinse it. But then as soon as it makes it onto like number one on the radio, you don't want to hear it anymore. It's kind of the same, but mm. like in a weird, different sort of way. But like, yeah, yeah. And maybe the, well, I'm that's not what saying that. I invented. I probably ripped that guy off, just the same as every other guy ripped him off. But at the same time, who knows? Yeah, but um, yeah, I did it for a bit, and then that was kind Of moved on
1: from mm. it, yeah. No, I, I t- might
0: do it again. I don't know, like when my son's old enough to
1: paint and draw, mm. I'll probably do some vans with him or like modernize it. It'd be Jordans or Air Force, yeah, or yeah, something like that. Air yeah, Force ones, there's so much scope, so much scope, <laughs> and a him. man bag, just draw it, and out. a man bag, yeah, 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 get some
0: Louis Vuitton bag, and yeah, yeah, jazz it off. By the time that he's a teenager, that's probably won't be cool anymore. Everyone would be like wearing like baggy jeans, like metal t shirts again, mm. you know, if like goes full circle,
1: yeah. Who knows? It's going back to like. Our shop is near a college and it's yeah. like obviously 16 to 18 year olds, and they're like obviously running the fashion to start with. It's like 90s coming back in, and oh, really? like there's bits of 70s, and it's like, do you yeah. know what I mean? Like staying on top of that and riding that wave. A lot of it's look, but can you, you know what I mean? Can you just tattoo and have a trend? Are there trends that kind of, yeah, definitely. trends that are, Everything has a Where trend. are we at right now then? What's the trend right now? What are you seeing a lot of people getting requests for? Obviously the
0: black and grey, like fine line, the smaller minimalist tattoos are just, yeah, they've been popular for a few years, but they're not going anywhere at the moment. But Mm. I guess it probably depends what shop you're in as well. Like I know there's shops where everyone there are like really good traditional artists and they do more colour and they're busy doing it. So maybe it depends like where you are and what shop you are to make it feel like that. Trend is busy, Hmm. but I'd say most of the emails we get are for like smaller black and
1: gray minimalist style tattoos yeah yeah do you get a lot of people just giving you free reign now that you've obviously you're so established and you've got that specific style i get i've just i've personally got so many questions it's like some people come to me and just go i love your stuff do whatever you want to do some people like will send me pictures of other artists work which is like similar to mine but not the same yeah and then i kind of almost get a little bit like well if you like their stuff i was gonna say go to them do you ever get someone be like i really like this and you're like why are you
0: asking me it's like it's like a kick in the bows yeah, a little bit, yeah. It's like
1: because I'm convenient for you and you only live down the road, <laughs> yeah. and it's like it doesn't really work like that. If yeah. you can't be asked to pay for a flight or pay for a train ticket, then like I'm not about that and I'm not being snobby at all. I used to just take a bit of everything, but yeah. like I'll I got one today and there was like five reference photos and they were all from the same artist, and yeah. It's like, that's bad. It's like, what? Yeah, I don't get it. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's like, yeah, I could do. I sch- mean, I guess it's kind of
0: nice. They- they're picking you. They either trust you hmm. and they, oh, like, I'm not you. And they like you stuff or yeah, yeah you're convenient. Yeah. You yeah. Know? I'm not being ungrateful yeah. at all. I've, I've had, I've had it before. before. I had a good one where um, someone came in. I was like, oh, how did you hear about the studio? And, you know, what, how come you booked in and stuff? They're like, oh, do you know what? I really wanted to get tattooed by uh, Hannah Pixie Snow. Like, she's so awesome and I fucking love her and stuff. But... She was mega booked up. So. Oh, yeah, I get this um, as well. Anyway, and I was like, oh, cheers. Mm. It's like, nice one. Let's do this. Yeah. Nice and I'm second yeah. best. I'm
1: pumped for this tattoo now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, yeah. That was fun. And it's like, it, to, it must sound as if we're being kind of super snobby, but like, it's basic stuff, it. It's like, yeah. but then on the other side, there was like, the majority of clients are so like, so cool about it yeah. all and just oh happy Yeah, for you to I'm pretty do your lucky thing. I've my clientele is sick. Really yeah. nice people, really laid back. Yeah. Cool as fuck. You've got but, to have a bit of a moan though, innit? it? Do you
0: know? Yeah. I mean? Yeah, got a bitch a little bit. But now all of mine are nice. It's everyone else's. Hmm. I got, yeah, I got got really good clients. Yeah. yeah. Really laid back.
1: Do you th- would you say a lot of your stuff now is then repeat custom and kind of um yeah.
0: I do I do take recommendation work, but I'm fortunate enough a lot of people that i tattoo then rebook for another one or, or book multiple appointments yeah so i'm usually I, use, I see the same faces every kind of you know once a year once every six months mm. and i know it's, it's just like tattooing your mates but a massive friendship circle of clients i've been mm. tattooing for like five six years and when i do tattoo someone that's a new client they then rebook so you fill up quite quickly if you feel good like that you don't need that many people to be fully booked because you've People are rebooking, do you know
1: what I mean? It's just, yeah, it's so yeah. true. It's so, so true. Like, and that goes back to what you previously said about how Instagram is, like, helpful, but it's not a necessity, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, and again, that's been a recurring theme through these episodes about, like, if Instagram was was to just not exist, would mm. we all still get by? And the answer is probably yes. Something yeah. else would probably take its place. but. Yeah. You know what I mean? As long as you can stand by your work and make sure that you're knocking out the best stuff that you can and giving good customer service, then that's all you can do yeah. in it. Okay. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Do you have any advice for people starting tattooing right now, and wanting to make a name for themselves in tattooing? Yeah. I mean, I would say,
0: yeah, don't give up. You're going to get knocked back. yeah, you've got to have thick skin because you're going to get shit along the way. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially with social media, you know, you're putting yourself out there. If you're posting work and you're starting out, it's quite scary because people are judging you. People probably don't even care, but you think people are judging you. So you have to just push through that and just just strive to keep learning. Like, yeah, a big mistake I see people do or I've seen people do is that get think they're great too quick. Do you know what I mean? Like they they get a little bit of recognition or they do like one good tattoo and suddenly they're like, think they're this shit. Do you know what I mean? And like, not really going to get anywhere like that. Mm. But um, yeah, just keep just keep going. Stay humble. Stay, stay focused. Yeah, stay humble. Stay modest. Be nice to everyone. Don't fall out of people. Don't burn your bridges. Yeah. Keep sweet. Show your face. Network.
1: Yeah. Just be a good person. So I know I know of some artists that are doing well on Instagram, who I haven't really. I mean, I kind of can try and keep my ear to the ground, and I enjoy and respect the history and the culture of tattooing. And I like to go and meet a lot of people, like people like yourselves. You know, they've been doing it a while. They've been in different locations and are going to conventions and going to guest spots and just generally networking. I feel like there are some artists that have come up now on at least on social media. I don't know what it's like in reality. Yeah. Um, who seem to be doing really well, but no one's heard of them because they've just opened their own shop yeah. in their back garden um, and everyone knows their name, but, like, they don't... None of the other artists have heard of them. Yeah. Um, What's your opinion on that? Do you know what? I guess as
0: long as they're happy, it doesn't really matter. Mm-hmm. If, they're, if they don't want to network or know anyone in the industry, as long as their work's clean, and if they're busy, their job, yeah, is basically to... To make some money and bring home the bacon, and if you can do a job that you like, even mm. better. So if they like it and they make enough money to provide for themselves, it just doesn't matter if they're mingling or not. As long as they're keeping themselves to themselves and they're yeah. not causing a scene, and their their work's good, then that's fine. Yeah, why not? Yeah, yeah. No, no, of course. Some some people are social people. They want to go to they want to do guest spots and conventions and meet other tattooists and be part of the industry and feel like they they belong in you know, like a sort of like a a giant team or like industry. Mm. Some people love that. And other people are introvert. They're not interested or they're shy or they don't feel they need to. They think they're above that or whatever it is. And that's,
1: yeah, fine. Yeah. Doesn't really matter, does it? No, of course. Yeah. It's just always good to hear Yeah, hear your opinion on it, you know, because like people Yeah, it doesn't really affect us, you know what I mean? Yeah. It's all good.
0: Yeah, I'd rather someone kept themselves themselves than like, on their work. the opposite and were, like, loud and a knob and upsetting people and rocking the boat. Mm. Especially if they're doing it to try and get their name out or be big or into the face where they're acting like a dick. Yeah. Just,
1: yeah, be humble and modest. Yeah, for sure. 100%. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, it's just a lot to think about, isn't it, you know? Yeah. Um, so... I also wanted to ask you as well about apprentices. Yeah. Obviously you talked about how you kind of got, got into it. Like there was a bit of luck and you've worked, obviously worked very hard to get to where you've got now. Are you in a position, or have you been in a position in the past where you've passed that knowledge on? Do you have any apprentices right now? And, and what's your kind um, of process with that? Okay,
0: so yeah, we, we have an apprentice at the moment called Poppy.
1: She's doing really well. She's
0: just started tattooing like sort of friends family stuff like that she's going to be really good she's probably one of the not that i've had a lot of apprentices but i've seen a lot mm. and we've had a lot of people coming in looking for apprenticeships her drawings are like sick she's going to smash it she'll be she'll be a big name definitely did she come to um, you yeah she came to us she actually worked here as a sort of more of a receptionist kind of manager role but her drawings are just too good to pass up and i knew that if we didn't take her on. She wouldn't stay. She she, she needs the tattoo. So mm. we gave her the opportunity and she's doing really well. Before her, we had a guy called Jack, the guy that won the award. Mm. He's, man, he's smashing it. He's been tattooing on the floor like about a year now. He's booked literally up. on the floor. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We haven't <laughs> given him a station no. yet. <laughs> <Does> um, he- <laughs> he's under the stairs. Yeah. But um, no, Potter. he's doing good. Yeah, he's getting booked up. His work's clean. He's got, he's kind of like,
1: old before his time he's got his head on his shoulders he doesn't go out and party he just tattoos and draws and loves it is it a um, bit of a studio collaboration teaching these guys or is it is it does it fall under one person no we all kind of get yeah all kind of mucking really
0: mm-hmm. yeah because it's obviously it's quite a small studio so you're all like in amongst it it's not you know everyone's helping each other out and giving advice and techniques and stuff yeah but um yeah i like having an apprentice in the studio i think it's good Hmm. yeah brings a good energy and it's nice to share knowledge with someone that wants something so bad and you know that they're gonna be successful and do well and you were part of that journey it's quite like a nice feeling yeah so I'd rather have an apprentice than not but it's hard finding the right person have you have had people in the past that have come in they've done a week or two and it's just not worked out they just they don't want to they just want to tattoo straight away, and they and can't understand money. why. Yeah. why they can't just do it? And it's like now, nah, like you've been here two weeks. I'm not going to let you tattoo clients. And yeah, they just they want they want to be big on Instagram, make money, and want to be like cool. They they can't be bothered to like graft for it. Mm. I don't know whether that's a new, whether that's something that's always happened, or whether it's like a new generation that just can't graft. I don't know. Maybe do you want, my my opinion knows?
1: my opinion is yeah. probably I don't know I don't know it would be really controversial but like i feel like it's probably the latter um yeah maybe i don't know it's 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 difficult people want it everything without the graft for sure yeah. how do you like cuz i've had i've had kind of prospective apprentices or people who've kind of started like dip their toes in but not really kind of i think it's it's been that same thing it's not worked out because i don't think they've quite realized yeah um what it takes you know yeah um yeah, I mean, how do you kind of...
0: It's really hard to find the, to find someone good. Yeah. Yeah. I hate, like, arguing people or, like, you know, like bad vibes and stuff, but when you have someone that isn't right, you've just got to nip it in the bud because it's not good for your business, do you know what I mean? And, like, we've been fortunate we've had Jack and then Poppy, they're both, they want it so bad that mm. they'll do most things for it. Yeah. Whereas we've had other people that they want it so bad, but they don't want to do anything for it, Mm. and they're like, not answer back, but they're not. Do you know what I mean? They just,
1: yeah, Yeah. it's not happening. Yeah, Yeah. exactly. The thing is, like, not everyone's compatible, you know, especially in a work environment. So yeah, yeah, that's yeah, something again, something to think about. Fucking hell. Yeah. <laughs> Impressive. <laughs> oh, I thought you were doing the crap. It's like, rolling. Yeah, no, no, no. <laughs> that was it, wasn't that it? Was it? Yeah. Yeah. I thought he was getting yeah. a fly. It was one of those, that fucking flying in here. Oh, Um <clears throat> Nice. So talk me through the equipment that you use. I guess I kind of want to know, like machines and stuff. You seem to be using, yeah. Is it, do you use rotaries or uh, kind of did you come from I the coils? I use a mixture. Okay. Yeah, so I still prefer lining with
0: Coils, or like I use a Dan Cuban, so it's like a, I guess a hybrid. It's not a true coil or a rotary. It's sort of somewhere in between.
1: yeah But yeah,
0: I've had a, a I think it's a V three, the original from Dan Cubans. So it's old. It's you know, I've had it like I don't know, six years, mm. five years. Machine's a beast. I use it every day, every tattoo. Still going strong. It's, I can tattoo so quick with it, and it's just. Sick lines. Clean, solid. Mm. It's bad boy. So that's like my... If that ever breaks, I'm fucked. Does it need any
1: maintenance?
0: Uh, do you know what? I've had it... I've had it... Um, serviced. I've had it serviced, yeah. Long, maybe like three and a half years ago. Sent it over to the States. Um, he actually serviced it himself, Dan Cuban. This is before it... I think he got so big that he was selling Sony machines that he now has like a European branch and... You have to send your machines there to get service and stuff. But back mm. then he still did it. So I sent it to him. I got it back two weeks later. It's like unreal. And since then I've just I've never I haven't even adjusted it, I haven't even touched like done anything to it. It's just it's a weapon. Mm. So I love that machine.
1: What sort of vaults are you running at? I
0: normally line it depends on my needle kind of size for lining, but I usually go between 6-4 for like a three-liner or a tight seven. Up to six, nine, like 11,
1: yeah, 11 liner. So, it's, like that. I mean, it's because that's relatively low voltage, isn't it? I yeah. Mean, that's like it's a I, powerful well, I think, machine. Uh, I remember
0: when I bought it, it was like, don't run this above seven, it's, it's not good for it. And you, you don't need to, it's so powerful. If you run it above seven, it's like, fuck everything up. I think the needle just explodes. They can't what, take it. Literally.
1: What's, yeah. I mean, so you say it's like a hybrid. I don't know a huge amount about the machines. Obviously, yeah. rotary working on a motor yeah. as opposed to a coil with coils. Like, how... Does it have, like, a A, a, I don't know. a stroke, like a throw? So, or is it a yeah, specific- I mean, it's... Do you know what? When it comes
0: to, like, engineering and stuff like that, I'm, I'm not the guy to ask. All I know is it's bad boy. Yeah. basics. It. You still have... I don't know. No. I don't even know what I'm talking about. No, no fair yeah, enough. It's sick. It's basically a. It's basically a machine. Yeah, but it has a motor on the side of it, so there's no like electric current running through it. Like it's oh, it's man. run by a motor. Yeah, but it has the same punchiness. Like uh, yeah, you just have to get one. Mm. But he's he now they now sell the V3 because this this they're now on, like the V6. Mm. So V3 is like ancient history. But in my opinion, it was the best one because each time he brought one out, he changed something extra. There was like there was one where there was two springs on the cam, and then he changed something else. And it was never as good as the V three, in my opinion. Yeah. But now he's re- he's brought it back out. It's called like the V three turbo or whatever Nos or something. Yeah. basic, <laughs> sick. And you can buy one in like an alley frame that's lighter or the usual metal, whatever that is. Yeah. But yes, yeah, such a good machine. Mm-hmm. If you you know if you like to tattoo fast. It's yeah. great. You, I can put any size liner in it. Just adjust my throw, tiny bit of ch- change on the vault. You know, like like I said, between six point four to six nine, and it just put in lines. Glide it first in. pass done. It's are great. you a are you a cartridge man or are you i sort of I've been known ball? to use a cartridge, but I don't love it. I just don't. Everyone else loves it, and I don't. I don't know. literally. It's, there's seven of us here. I think there's one other guy the guy called joe that works here that uses coil still everyone else has got cartridge so that's two out of seven do mm-hmm. you know what i mean so th- that's the way things are swaying i'd say but i don't know what it is about them it's just when i stipple because the the carts have like a spring or sponginess i can't get that pop across the skin so the, my stipple doesn't come out as good it's mm-hmm. so all right if you're doing like light shading like really soft like really tight but when I do like the roses, I like to like punch the holes through the skin so they're really like apparent and they and it lasts. You can't do that with a cart; it just doesn't work.
1: Yeah, it's way and more purposeful. So- I feel with
0: yeah, and so there's little things like the way that I tattoo, the speed I tattoo, and how hard I push and stuff. Carts just aren't that don't work for me that great. Mm-hmm. And it's frustrating because I'd love to just ditch my machines and get just one machine that did everything. and have carts, but it just yeah,
1: it's just not. Happening. Have you ever tried? The Bishop Wand liner, five mil stroke. I haven't, and I'd like to. Mm. Um A couple of my
0: colleagues have got it. I think you'd be they impressed. They keep saying, try it, try it, but they never let me try it. Okay. So they just tease me, but I never actually get to... I haven't even touched it. Do it, it, do it, do it, do it. Great. I
1: think you'd be impressed. I mean, that, it's almost so powerful I can't really use it for my stuff now. Really? Um... I think, like... Is that a new one, then? Because they've never they the packer a power... There's, and- like, the shader, which is 3.5 mil. Yep. Then your packer's 4.2, and your is 5. So it's, like, okay. obviously, you. it's... I kind of use the packer as a bit of both. Yeah. It's still probably a little bit too powerful, almost from really smooth black and grey. But, I mean, I'm not giving you advice. Mate, so, so what, you, what, what work you do... Here. He uses the packer, and his work is,
0: you know, he has a mixture of, like really smooth and really nice textured, like, stipple.
1: He's, mm. he's
0: a really good artist, but, yeah, he's just pack of just that one machine, everything.
1: Mate, I think – I mean, it depends. I presume you're quite used to having that weight at the back, you know, and a pen-style machine is probably a complete change. Yeah. I,
0: mean, I do have a pen.
1: Okay. Um, and I do have
0: cartridges in my drawer, and I, do, I use them for, like – say I have a walk-in or someone wants, like, a small piece of script or, you know, like a name or something – something that needs like really neat edges or like super, you know, fine detail I use a cartridge like a type three and, and the pen. Mm. But the work that I mostly do which is more kind of like slightly thicker outline traditional those pen, the pen takes ages but maybe I should try the Bishop but with the setup that I've got I just, yeah, Dan Cuban, yeah. yeah. So I use Dan Cuban to line. I use Rotary Works. Uh, I think it's called the Plain Brass. Mm-hmm. to stipple and i've got a shag built i think it's d no shag built the one i use that for my mag stuff nine mag mm-hmm. so yeah flat nine mag shag built
1: dan cuban for outlines and what are you using like an open like a like a twelve nine or something what's this for outlines? yeah um it depends what I do because I,
0: I don't often do really chunky lines unless it's, you know, like the roses that I do, the stipple, I do those with a thick line. Mm. Use like a 14 round liner. or I've used an 18 in the past, just something big to contrast with the dots. Yeah. But usually like one, my most common needle that I use is a tight seven. I use tight seven for like everything. And what sort of brands so, are you leaning towards? Um, I tend to use Tattoo Club of Great Britain for tight sevens. I think they're really good. There I don't hear many people using that. Okay. Yeah, it's quite an ancient art form. Mm. But, um, I like them. I, I got into that family business. Everyone was using them. I don't love all of their needles. They're quite... If you if you compared one of those to like a black claw, black, even the metal, the way they bend, it's, the black claws feel so much sturdier and thicker. It's like, mm. I don't know what metal you're it it is. You're talking about but... needle bars, so you're not talking about yeah, carts. Not yeah, not carts, no. Right, okay, it, just, it just feels like more premium, but I like the tattoo club tight sevens they're mm. just so good for stippling they're sick so yeah. i always use those and then either black claw quadrant magic moon they're all good for lining magic I'm moon. Not, finally i I'm found not, someone who yeah, likes I'm magic not, moons i can i can pretty much get something out of my drawer and do a perfect tattoo of it like it doesn't i'm not mm. that anal this is just, but what i have noticed the massive differences is rather than like the traditional needles the brands are all slightly different, but they pretty much do the same thing. Yeah. But when it comes to cart, every brand completely changes. Mm. They're massively different. Like I've used like Cheyenne, Magic Moon, Killer Ink's own brand, like all these different ones. every one, tattoos differently. And um, I, I haven't found that perfect one yet. Where I'm like, I could move over to carts. This is for me. They're all just. There's something about each of them that like slows me down or isn't quite the same.
1: I remember when I kind of first started learning to tattoo, I was like, the my mentor was quite had, was quite traditional, and I was I learned how to use like she was teaching me how to solder needle bars and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Um, I mean, not that I use that stuff now, but I can completely understand where um, where the preference for that comes from for sure. That kind of brings me on quite well to what I was the next sort of thing that I wanted to talk to you about. And what I try and do really is pick a piece that you've done relatively recently, um, up through your Instagram and, and a really fitting one is maybe this one here on the 29th of April, which is one of your, what I'd probably like to call quite a trademark rose. Um, that we spoke about a little bit about earlier. So if you could maybe talk to me a little bit about how you kind of created that and, 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 and what went into that and maybe the groupings and stuff that you used. Okay. Um,
0: so, yeah, to make that work, it needs a lot of contrast. The the dots need to complement the thickness of the outline. Mm. So I think for that particular tattoo, I think I use an 18-round liner. I might have even spread it a tiny bit. I can't quite remember, but it's, it's a thick line. Yeah. So, yeah, do the outline like that. And then a little trick that I always do that I think – I don't actually see a lot of other people do this. and Maybe they do do it, and it's just not something that – I see them do, but once, when I'm using a thicker outline. I know
1: like, what you're going to say.
0: I always go in with like a really tight needle and like neaten the corners up. Yeah. So like sick. where the lines, be, if you use an 18 spread needle, it's, you're not going to have a tight edge or a tight corner. Mm-hmm. So I just go in, i just like, yeah, just literally draw like a little arrow point, fill it in and make it look really crisp and sharp. And then mm. it instantly pops. Like as soon as you clean away the line, work, like, it looks so good. Yeah. And then yeah, I'll go through and do the shading. I normally use a type seven or a type five from Tattoo Club of Great Britain. Um, yeah, nice. And yeah, I, I don't use... hear
1: many people using that stuff either.
0: Yeah. I've tried I've tried to do those roses with so many different types of needle and machine, and that is the best setup for me every mm. time. It just it's efficient, quick, it lasts. I've seen those healed, and the dots are just perfect the
1: outlines perfect yeah that's what i do yeah nice yeah the stuff's amazing and it's just black like just black ink. i was gonna say are you a dynamic man yeah i use diam- dynamic black yeah, yeah.
0: I've, I've I've missed the about in the past where i've used gray for the rose or gray for the you know the petals and stuff or so on it just just black is perfect it doesn't mm. need anything else
1: yeah no the the stuff is so clean i kind of experimented when i first started starting out i was experimenting with using like round shaders for lining i almost yeah. felt like that kind of gave a little bit more of a consistent thickness yeah. whereas i found with the bigger groupings with the liner it didn't feel as consistent maybe that was just my technique at the time because i haven't tattooed like that in a while yeah um but yeah i used this- to
0: find sometimes if i use a in the larger groupings, if I use a round shader to line, you know, and you can see the needle line, you can see the gaps in each needle. Yeah. I think over time it's, it kind of just joins together. It's just but I don't like that, especially when you're doing a close up picture and you want it to just look solid and you've got this like line, it looks like someone's dragged their fingernails. Do you mm. know what I mean? That look. Oh, yeah, yeah. Completely. You can see that one little bit sticking out. Drives me crazy.
1: Yeah. Yeah, it's not for me. And then, then that comes down to the what groupings what like brands you're using and whether there's any discrepancy in the in the in the groupings um, and stuff.
0: Okay, so I always use Tattoo Club of Great Britain mm. for my stippling. Always. I've, I've used other brands in the past, they're fine, but that for me it's just I love them. Yeah. Um for the outline I'm actually a lot more chilled. I've used Magic Moon, Quadron, Black Claw. They're all good, in my opinion. Black yeah. Claw are probably a bit more premium. You can just feel the difference in the metal. They're just thick as fuck and, like, hard-wearing. Yeah. You can't blunt those easy, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're, like, solid. But I feel um, like it's
1: only recently as well. they only rec- – like, I, I had the nightmare, like, getting stuff there from the States all of the time. Mm-hmm. Like, it, like, proper adds up. I think they've now got, like, a UK – yeah
0: or either uk or europe they're definitely easy yeah. to get. but they still they sell out all the time mm. it always seems to be when i need them i go on the website and they, they don't have them yeah but um because i'm not i'm not that fussy or anal about the needle brand as long as they're a good you know there's like a, a few brands in that top bracket that are good yeah they all work fine for me especially uh, it's not like carts where like you find a cart and you have to have it mm. with traditional needles they're all Pretty good as long as you're not like,
1: oh, like solid. Shit, yeah. Have you have you got any sponsors or would you ever have you ever been approached or would you um, ever want to be sponsored? I've by a, anyone?
0: Yeah, I've been approached a lot actually, and never really followed through with any of them. I Why? don't know what do you know what it was when I first got approached. I, I was quite into it, but the deal wasn't that good. I, w- I won't name the brand, but they were like, "Yeah, basically, you have to put." Sponsored by such and such on every post, or in the bio, in your stories, at the convention, and you get like twenty percent off or something. Right. I was like, Do you know what? Nah. I felt like I was selling out because yeah. I, I never even liked a hashtag. I never use a hashtag. Am I I just don't like it. It's just not like I always felt cringy. Like it was like hashtag this hashtag that i was just like, like i might begging, do one yeah beggy i might do one of,
1: stuff to be seen almost
0: like yeah and yeah i just wasn't into it i might do one for comic effect now and again so i have done them but i would never you know like some people like insta pick, insta cool insta fitting it's just like a massive reel and they copy paste, it, like i'm not doing it mm. and i maybe i would have done it if i wasn't fortunate enough to have a big following i probably would have done it because i needed to see it but Literally. i didn't and i was just like i'm not i'm not fucking doing it and I, and I didn't want to have to keep putting sponsored by every time. Anyway, and I've been approached a few times, well, quite often actually since, but I've just, there's never been the right person come along. That I, and because I'm happy to flick between different brands, I, I like all needles work for me as long as they're good quality. Mm. I don't feel like I have to stick with one brand. Like I, I can kind of adapt and make work. So um, no, I haven't basically chosen a sponsor there you go yeah if the right one came along i definitely would there's uh, been a few in the past actually that are like i thought it was going to happen and something you know went wrong i didn't message back quick enough or
1: you know yeah something
0: went wrong Well, there <laughs> yeah. you go yeah there was a good one actually i won't name the brand but um they make like a sort of clear plaster that you put the tattoo and it helps it heal pretty right. big mm. and they approached me i was like fuck this is sick they're like big time but the deal was just sucky. I had to buy like thirty rolls, mm. minimum order, which is like you know a few hundred pounds, and that lasts me the year anyway. Yeah, each time, and then once again, I had to tag, post, hashtag, go to conventions, hand out flyers, t-shirt, whistles, and mugs. I was just like, I'm not doing it. I just buy one, two rolls a year. I'm not doing it. The the deal wasn't, yeah, it wasn't a sponsorship to okay. me. It was like a discount.
1: And they're getting more out of it. So, yeah, nah. Fine. So, any companies listening, if you can yeah. make it worthwhile, there we yeah. go. Yeah. I'm all about that. I think it's good. And I like collaborating with people, but, yeah. you know, it's kind of it has to work very well. Yeah. Do you know sure. what this... I
0: mean, what I was going to say was the sponsorship thing's a bit of a weird one. Because I think a lot of people love to say it sponsored by and, like, tag people. Because it makes them feel like they're really sick and they're really good. Mm. And maybe clients do think that. I don't know. But for me, I'm just like, it's not... I don't know. It's not cool. Mm. I don't know. Tattooing should be cool, I think. That's what I got into it. I thought it's cool. And it's a bit, maybe a step beyond cool. I don't know. Mm. And, and no, you said, if, if you I like, like something enough, out. I'll shout it out for free. I don't need to be given a discount or like Rotary Works, for example, the machine builders, their machines are sick, good value. They're such nice guys. They sound. I'll, I'll, I would tag them every day for free, shout them out because I like them and they're cool and the machines are good. Mm. I don't need to be sponsored, do you know what I mean? When it comes to, like, a plaster company that want me to, you know, do all this stuff and dress up and do parties and stuff, yeah,
1: I'm not, yeah, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I know. Fair enough. Yeah, it has to feel authentic. It can't feel yeah. forced. Um, you know what I mean? If it's meant yeah. to happen, then it's meant to happen. Yeah. But, like, yeah, man. No, I'm fully with you on that. What about yourself? <laughs> You're sponsored. No, I'm not. <laughs> I'm, I'm definitely not. I'm definitely not like. There are obviously those companies which I like really. Um, I like, I love Magic Moon. I think they're work. They're um, mm. their their needles are sick. They're so consistent and the best stuff I've ever used. Um, I'm also a massive fan of Killer Ink and what they've done. They're also from yeah. my neck of the woods. Yeah. Um, and like again, they've absolutely smashed it. Yeah. What I would love to do really is get them on this podcast and have a yeah. chat. Have I've got chat to say, Killer,
0: Killer Ink actually do sponsor the studio. So okay. all the artists here order from Killer and can get discount and they are really good to us. Yeah. But um, I don't really see it as like an individual sponsorship. It's mm. more, we're a team and they sort the studio out. And, yeah. You know, we tag them and stuff.
1: It can't be easy supplying every tattoo artist in the country and no. like, yeah. obviously share with Barber, but like, um, and Star and all of the other ones. But, yeah, like I've never had a bad experience, any issues I've ever had. Mm. And I really can't name that many. And it's always been resolved quickly. Yeah. They're so quick. You put an order in, and then, like, half an hour later, and maybe it's seven o'clock at night, it's like your order's already yeah. been packed and shipped. Yeah. And it's like they're they just on it. Yeah. I've literally made an
0: order like last minute, and it's arrived the next day before I've left the house. I'm like, how?
1: Yeah. how is that even possible like mm. you can't even drive that quick like how have you done that crazy stuff That's and then too. companies like Butterlooks and um, mm-hmm. massively massively respect like Bishop Da Vinci Inky's, that whole collaboration yeah. in the States so yeah, yeah. I mean I'd I'm love not, to get those not, guys on I'm
0: not like slagging off I'm not against it I get why it exists and you know yeah it's cool if you go to a convention and you want to show off your brand you want the best artists working for you and you It's just all part of it. I totally get it. Yeah, You know, any industry has sponsors. But, yeah, for me personally, maybe either the right one hasn't come along or I didn't like the way the offer was sort of put to me. It wasn't an offer. It was just a small discount for a lot.
1: Yeah. Well, your timing so far seems to have been impeccable. So I'm sure the right thing will happen at the right time. Um, Talk me through maybe one of a couple of your pieces on yourself. And, and maybe your most meaningful um I mean I always get this question is like what does that mean what does that mean and and you always like obviously you have that story where it's like some are just I've got them because I like the look of them and they're creative and some are obviously have a meaning um are there any that particularly stand out to you with a pertinent story um
0: so I'll be honest all of my tattoos are just random no thought so you know I like haven't pre-booked them for months and stuff that's a lie a few i have actually mm. but most of them have been i've collected them of colleagues or friends that work at other studios and i just like their art and i just want to get a cool tattoo so it's not something i've been like it has to be this and yeah i, I like to give the artist the control so they're pretty sporadic and random basically mm. um i did get my son's name here i don't know if you can see it on camera Got that done in Ibiza by a guy called Johnny that has a studio called Last for Life in the old town. It's a friend of mine. I know exactly where that is, uh, yeah. He's a really cool guy, really mm. sound. So, yeah, that one's probably the only one that has any sort of sentiment. All the others are just completely random.
1: What about the neck?
0: Neck, had that done by um, Ollie down in Devon. Um, I've had a few toes off him, actually, and he's insane don't know if you follow him, but he does like everything's just freehand, everything's penned on, and he's like some sort of genius wizard. Sick. Mm. Yeah. So, yeah, I went down to Devon. That's the only tattoo that I've ever had where on the way to the, I knew I was getting a rose and it was going to be on my neck, but on the drop, it was a four hour drive to Devon. And when I was driving, I was like, is this a good idea? Like, really? Should I do this? In my, I sort of knew it down. I was like, you're going to do it. Like, who are you kidding? I was like, this one's going to, like, piss my parents off a little bit. Mm. But um, they were actually cool with it. I don't think they noticed.
1: Would you go on your face? No. Head? No. no.
0: I would tattoo my head if I knew I wasn't going to go bald. But I think I'm going to lose <laughs> my hair. Both my brothers are going bald. My dad's bald. My okay. um, my sister's, everyone's bald. So I'm like, I'm not doing it. Do
1: you know what I mean? Until I go bald and then yeah. I'll do it. If,
0: if I knew, if I had thick hair, like, is that, it's not a wig, is it?
1: Are You want me? <laughs> if I had thick hair like you, then yes. I would. I
0: would, um, I would tattoo my head, but now nah, I wouldn't risk it because if I'm, you know, when I'm older, and my hair falls out, mm. I, I wouldn't want to commit that far. Mm. Face definitely wouldn't. Nah. Yeah, no, everything else is fair game. I, I, I wouldn't get my hands
1: tattooed either, like my palms. Mm. I don't know why. I just like, well, how, how the hell I are like they the meant clean. to heal? This is what I never understand. How was an artist even to get your palms done and then tattoo <laughs> the next Do week? I mean.
0: I've seen some of Luke Ashley's healed and they're, they're pretty fucking good for hands. Like, they, they, you know, you drop out a bit, but they're fucking solid. Yeah, He's doing a good job, so it's possible. Mm. And I ha- I've seen other artists do it and they. it seems like the simpler you go, the better it, you know, and the bolder, the better it lasts. But I just, I like the fact that I've got a lot of tattoos and I turn my hands I've just got nice clean palms. It's like, it mm. feels, I wouldn't tattoo my palms and the soles of my feet. Don't know why. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. yeah. Um,
1: even just for the pain of it?
0: Yeah, and I can't take the pain. I got tattooed last week by Freddy that works here. He's a really good, like, traditional artist. And he tattooed the sort of like my inner thigh slash knees a cover up. Mate, it was two hours I tapped out. I couldn't take it. Mm. It was so painful.
1: Do you yeah, think it hurts more? He's quick.
0: When you... Yeah. And I've been i t- I've had I've got a lot of tattoos off him. And I've never tapped out before. But that one tattoo, I just I don't know if I was just weak that day or like wasn't feeling it, but I just I've it's like it was mental,
1: it's all headspace 100. I've had days where I've gone in, and I've been like, This is literally a breeze, yeah. Like, um, there's been like even quite recently because I don't know, as you get older, I swear you get tattooed less, and I'm running out of space. But like, um, most recently, big scale stuff, I've had the whole back of my leg done, and like ribs and armpit, and they've been it was about five sessions, five or six sessions on the leg, and about four on the armpit, and like one or two of them were just horrendous. Really? And the other, like, and from the moment I got in there, like, literally five minutes in, it's all your mentality, I think. Yeah. When you, do you know what I mean? I tattooed the front of my thigh, I did my own kneecap, I've done my shin. And for those, I was all right, I think, because I was so preoccupied. I think, you know, a lot of it is is kind of the way that you go into it. Yeah. What's been your, the most painful, the one you have can take this is the people ask me this and it, again I'm sure you'll be the same. It's like it might not necessarily be the placement because everyone's so different, but it is. It's, it might have been my mindset. And yeah. sometimes you go in thinking, ah, oh, that'll be a breeze, yeah. and it catches you off guard. You think you're gonna boss it, and it just f- yeah. Whereas, like, so my armpit, for example, I went into that thinking that's gonna be a, b-. and it was okay because I think I prepared myself. Whereas, like my leg, I didn't think it would be that bad. So yeah. it caught me up. The back of my knee really got me off guard. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, probably neck is sore, is it? It does get sore after a yeah. while. Do
0: you know what? This This tattoo was a weird one. It was, he drew it on with a pen, you yeah? he was so quick at doing it that the actual tattoo itself didn't hurt. But the way that I was sitting with my neck, like, crooked to the side, mm. I felt like he was leaning on, like, a pressure point yeah and as he was tattooing me I was like I'm going to pass out I can't like my head's going to explode mm. with like pressure and then as soon as he let off to like dipping it in his drain I was like completely back to normal I was like oh. and then he'd lean on me and he just be like it's like my head was like pulsating like it was it, must oh, it was have like, been, on your artery yeah, yeah he must have been on like leaning on something without me realising it was like going to kill me do you know what I mean mm. <laughs> It was so bad, but he's fast. I think he did it in like an hour and a half or something. It's crazy, like, bro. I'm literally like, I can't breathe. Yeah, I didn't. <laughs> I didn't say anything. I just kept it in, but um, as you, do, but as it you was, do, it was bad. But yeah, the one that Freddie did the other day, geez. And I've got, obviously and now I'm, I've had it lined and the background on, I've got to get it coloured. It's
1: mm. just yeah. My, Is there anyone anyone you're saving space for any particular artists that you really want to get something um, off and you haven't yet?
0: No,
1: I've I've
0: I've got my butt cheeks free. Nice. Which I need to tattoo because now when I'm naked, I look really weird because just these little white hairy bun cheeks. There's nothing on them. And then tattoos everywhere else. They like really pop out. So like thighs the and legs are all done. Yeah, everything else is You've done. Just yeah. got bright white cheeks. Bright. Yeah, they look. Yeah, it doesn't look good. So I, I need to do something on them. I think just to okay. blend the butt cheeks in a little bit. Yeah, because that's all you can see. It's like two headlights. Lovely. It? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, other than that, I've just got loads of little random like awkward gaps got the tops of my feet free but i don't think i'll do them fingers and i noticed you've not done the fingers no i won't do my fingers i don't think i think i'm good there's a little you know i've got like random little gaps that's sort of annoying that yeah. i feel but i'm not well i don't know I
1: have to keep going no.
0: yeah but yeah i won't do the face not the head not the hands but the feet mm. your your probably have to be
1: quite a bit more decided be not your genitals. Wouldn't do my genitals no 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 have you having, seen a good one no i've done i've done one and that i i'll never do it again yeah what a Penis. the shaft yeah <laughs> that was brilliant that was in my first first year of tattooing yeah. um yeah A- anything good no it was terrible i think it was his baby bird's name down down his shaft oh, yeah no. have you ever done one no it's just not I don't know if, uh, do you know what i honestly not the don't one. think i would i'd be flattered but i'd turn it down it must have been so shit as well because i was so early doors yeah quite brave to take that on Mm, but like I was just willing to loft, take a bit of everything right? on and the problem was when I first started I was kind of just like left in charge of a shop the owner was just never there and I a lot of it I kind of figured out myself and some guy came in and he was like oh yeah will you do me nob?" and I was like well fuck it might as well because it's money and if I ever have to do any knobs in the future, yeah. then I've got a bit of experience, you know what I mean? Quite mad to get you <laughs> miss his name tattooing lot of Laura, Lauren or Laura or something. It's quite a long name as well. Laura, Laura. Like five three letters max. It's going like, to curl it around my finger. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. I, Not I, my I, brightest moment. I think, moment. Um, yeah, I
0: think I'd politely turn it down to be honest. Yeah. Yeah, I, I'm at a stage where, like I don't, I kind of just want to tattoo stuff that I think's cool and that I, I can make look clean and enjoy and I don't think that is something. No. I think early on in my career, I probably would have said yes just mm. for like
1: the the experience and the laugh. But now I'm like, I don't really want to do it. No. Yeah. That's it, nah, it? it's not for me. No, I'm with you on that. Cool. Mate, honestly, I've really enjoyed this. It's been great. Um, let's kind of round this up. I guess what the last thing I wanted to really ask you is any plans for the future? Where can people find you right now? And have you got any conventions and guest spots lined up? Okay. Uh,
0: Plans for the future. I think at some point we'll try and expand the shop. We've kind of outgrown the space we've got, Mm -hmm. but how we'll do that, I'm not sure. We've looked at options of maybe another location or try and make this one bigger and stuff, but nothing, it needs to be perfect. Nothing perfect's come along. So it's in the pipeline, but I don't know what that will be yet. Um, In terms of conventions, I've actually, you know what I can't see myself doing any at any point soon, what with having a little boy and then another kid on the way. Mm. It's gonna be pretty hectic. I'm um, maybe next summer. Which ones have you done? Um I've done Brighton, Southampton, Wolverhampton. I think that's it actually. Nice. Oh Brussels. Um yeah, that's it. So Yeah. And uh, frustratingly this year I got there's a new London one started and I got invited to it and I really mm-hmm. wanted to do it but it's the same week that baby's due Oh no. so it's a little bit like I need to be close to my wife for when she gives birth so yeah. I couldn't really risk like setting up a yeah, yeah bro I'm, I mean? I'm going
1: to be down there yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: so I, I may do it the following year if they ask me back I'll definitely do it sure. I think that would be a good one um, yeah maybe we'll do a few abroad like the, the guys from this studio are doing quite a few this year they're doing Rome there's another one. I want to say K- Katana, but I might have said that wrong. Anyway, that's another one they're doing. Mm-hmm. So they've got, and they, they might be doing the London ones. There's a few set up. But I couldn't really be away from the family for it. But yeah. next year, I'll definitely get, on, get in on it. Um, and yeah. guesting? Guesting. With your own co you know shop? Do you I do don't much? get asked anymore. I honestly don't get asked. I used mm-hmm. to get asked a lot. And since I've had the
1: shop, people don't ask me anymore. Okay, that's a good question. That is a good question. Do you think that guest spots like are and should be more approach the artist as a studio, or it's kind of would you would you rather artists come to you and say, "Can I guest at your shop?" Both, really. You've, yeah, you need to do both because
0: we. I've approached people not through this year personally. I've approached them. they're people I've even met. At, conventions or in the past, or I like their work, get them to come to the studio. You get to meet them, you befriend them, you network. And it's just like a nice social event. Mm. And equally, we've had people message the studio. Usually it's people from abroad, to be fair, and they come over and stuff. It's just, it's nice having guest artists because it kind of elevates the mood a little bit and it breaks the week up. We have someone new in everything's like fresh and fun and, Mm. We we go out for dinner and drinks, and it's just yeah, it's nice. We try and get a guest in each week; it's good. Yeah, but um, yeah, I'll definitely do more in the past, but in the future, sorry, but recently I've just no one's asked me. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it's since I've opened the studio. I've opened the studio, and I'm a dad, and everyone's like, "No,
1: yeah, Yeah. an old man now,
0: old man." (laughs) Yeah, I can still move. Yeah, I can still get about. Yeah, I do. I will do guest spots again.
1: Yeah, yeah, man. Well, I'm looking forward to seeing it, bro. And like, yeah, just keep doing what you're doing. Obviously, I'm seeing, we're seeing less of you on social media. So hopefully I, can see, hopefully I can see some more. Do you know what I mean? It's always good to see your bits. Like with the algorithm, I used to see so much of your stuff and, and now I'm seeing less. And none of it. None of it. <laughs> but I don't necessarily think that's through through any fault of your own. It's mm. like more engagement from certain people just kind of puts them at the top of the list, yeah. you know? Um, but... I'm like, oh, I love your work, massively respect your work and I'm so glad that I've been able to have a chat with you on this. Um, like I said, you were one of the first people that I saw doing that pepper shading and um, obviously you've you've kind of inspired, definitely inspired a lot of my early stuff. and So yeah, man, just mm. keep doing what you're doing and thank you for joining me. Yeah, thanks. It's been thanks good. For having me. It's been really fun. No worries, bro. Yeah, sounds good. Nice guy. Cheers. Appreciate it, man. We need a question for the next guest. We do. We do. Very true. So... Do you know who the guest is? I can stitch them up. Do I, I do know the guest I'm is, gonna yeah. I'm not going to
0: tell you.
1: Oh, come stop? on.
0: <laughs> We're just daydreaming then. That like, was
1: definitely tactical, um... wasn't it? Cool. Yeah, so the last thing really is to get you to leave the, the most important question for the next guest. Um, so, yeah, far away. Okay.
0: I'd like to know where they see themselves in five years. And in 10 years' time, within the industry, will they still be tattooing? What will they be doing? How big will they be? How successful? Will they have a studio, more studios, less studios? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: What's going on? Love that. Yeah.
1: Five and then 10 years.
0: Yeah, five years, 10 years. Is there a plan? Is there no plan? (laughs) Do they plan ahead? Do they freestyle?
1: Sick. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, cool. I know the guests as well, but... I think I know who it is actually oh, I've okay. just figured it out <laughs> <laughs> I just oh, doesn't matter that's no, yeah. good that's perfect yeah, yeah. mate honestly yeah I just thought, is it Luke so are you going to guess that it? it's Julia I can't I can neither confirm nor deny it is <laughs> <laughs> nah, <laughs> nah, he's, he's nice guy nah, man. All, man thank you so much you're welcome yeah. appreciate it man Thanks for listening. I hope you've enjoyed the podcast this week. Don't forget to hit the bell icon and the follow button to be notified of every new release wherever you listen to your podcasts. And don't forget to hit that subscribe button on YouTube as well. I'm Alex Lloyd, and this is a 21st Century Tattoo. Thanks for listening.